Hi everyone. So today's episode is about my journey, uh, fully stepping into becoming a woman. And what I mean by that is that I think in today's society, like embodying the archetype of feminine adulthood, feminine power, the feminine essence, not many women embody that. And so my process when I was a little girl is that I was good at playing the games that little boys played. And the image I have of myself in that is just like playing um, dress up, if you like, and where I put on this armor and this shield and I, I had this sword and I decided that I was going to play the same, gaze, the same games that boys were playing. So it's like I was offered all of the toys, all of the range of things to play with. And I decided that I was going to play the same games the boys were playing. And I was good at that game. So I put on the armor, I took the sword, and I kept that on as my identity all the way to uh, my teenage years. What happened at my teenage years is that then I became a sexual being. So it wasn't interesting to me anymore to be this sort of little tomboy little girl. And the thing is, being a tomboy little girl, I was able to connect with boys in the way that like children have this way of playing together where honestly to them, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter, matter boy or girl. It doesn't matter language. And I, I found this super interesting through observing my son and how he meets new people. And to him, anybody is just a human with who he can connect and play. And so all the rest doesn't matter. But all of this to say, when I was a little girl, I was able to connect with the boys. When I became a teenager, I became this blooming version of a woman and then like a sexual being. And then there was something happening between uh, myself and the opposite sex where I felt kind of, um, yeah, there was a chasm. Something was creating a distance. And so my way of recreating that proximity has been to like connect with men men teenage boys and later men but like more in a sexual manner and the the armor that I put on myself at that time was more the armor of like superwoman so when you come to think of it like the superwoman heroes like the feminine superheroes they're not embodying feminine power. They are women who have like masculine capacities in terms of like being physically strong and powerful, all the while looking like women. So it's kind of like the fake version of feminine power because it really what it is, it's masculine power attributed to women. And I think that's the definition of most women's power is that masculine type of power. And so what that looks like in today's society would be like, um, yeah, business success, financial independence, uh, being physically fit, having a relationship that is um, 
aesthetic or that looks good on the outside. So everything that you can control the narrative of, that's my definition of what like masculine power put on to a woman looks like. So the superwoman is it's like it's still that heavy armored up sword like or magical power uh yeah it's very like out there power. And that is definitely that definitely became part of my identity from my teenage years on. So it's like I have this desire and that's the thing. So like there's really a distinction to be made between femininity and like feminine power it's not the same thing so you can be like someone who yeah you can be labeled as feminine or having femininity and still be super masculine in your way of being in your way of operating in the world in your value in like how you present yourself to the world and like your way of operating and so that was definitely my thing where I've never, I didn't feel like, so from the teenage years on, I didn't feel like a tomboy anymore. So I had the feeling like anybody who, who met me, I had this, um, sexual femininity to me, but the, like, but it, I wasn't, I was still wearing the masculine armor and that's the thing. Like, I don't think we realize the price of what it takes to succeed in the world. So my experience of that was like, I was good at playing the game of succeeding in a masculine world, succeeding in sports, succeeding in business, succeeding in like uh, politics or just like whatever, speaking, writing, creating things. I had the structure to take me wherever I wanted to go. And so I developed a confidence in myself, but I didn't realize all the parts of me that were um, put aside or like cast in the shadows for allowing to allow myself to be that version of myself that I was. And so that's, that's where um, it's very particular. And so I went on this quest because what, what brought my attention uh, to this type of work and all the masculine uh, and feminine energies and like relationships was, was my relationship not so much to myself, but really with the masculine. And so in my relationships that I had previous to Alex, and even in my relationship to Alex, I was interested in understanding what that meant. And so I always, um, like I still am and the image, like the, the idea, not the idea that I have of myself, but like how I see myself is that I feel that I am a powerful woman. and there's something at some point in my journey where that was made wrong. And I think sometimes it's made wrong. It's still made wrong in society, but I made that wrong about myself that being powerful was wrong. And so there's all these ways where I would tone myself down, make myself smaller or try to make myself smaller. And like contort myself to being someone I'm not. And none of the places from which I was operating felt comfortable. And I was on this quest to kind of understand the dynamics at play. I was like, if I'm trying to be powerful, but in a masculine way, it doesn't really work because then people, so the masculine, the men, treat you as a man. 
And it's like, I'm not a man. That's not how I want to be treated. But then like the only energy, the only powerful energy that I know how to yield in the world or that I knew how to, how to yield was masculine. And so it's it was strange navigating that because like there was this deep aversion for like a woman holding or embodying that. And it's aversion and admiration. It's kind of weird, but it doesn't feel good from a feminine perspective or from my perspective because it, it eliminates the connection. So it's like you can get respect from others out of fear and power, but like it lacks, it deeply lacks connection with other women, with the feminine and also with the masculine. So it's kind of like you feel kind of alone holding this masculine power and yielding it and then like being all the while being devoid of connection. And so that's what brought my attention to like there's something missing. There's something, there are pieces of the puzzle that are missing for me. And on my quest to finding those answers, um, that's where I came to Perry Chase's work. And my experience of Perry's teaching uh, was that like a lot of the stuff, like the, the thing that I love the most about Perry's teaching is like her way of translating abstract concepts, putting them into words. So it's like the something that you feel inside, I find she has this beautiful ability to put words on it and to, so that the concept lands in your body. And another thing that I want to say that comes from her is about embodying the knowledge, embodying things versus just like chewing things up in your mind. And so like she said something about like, you can read about the code in a book or anywhere, or you can become the code. And that stuck with me in understanding the whole concept of embodiment, of embodying this feminine power and like the acceptance of like all of it, the chaos, the darkness, the magnetism, like everything. So like all things feminine, you can read about them in a book. You can contort yourself and kind of perform feminine or like the feminine energy, or you can just embody your truest, most authentic self. And that version of you, because it's your essence, then like that's, there's nothing else to do or no one, like you don't have to be someone you're not. It's just embodying all of the parts of who you are. And then again, it's like inhabiting all of the, your whole body, but like your whole house or your whole uh, vehicle, your vessel, your car. So let's say you just take up the whole space of all the corners and you love all pieces of yourself and then in that you become whole. And if your essence, whether that be masculine or feminine, you're just going to be embodying more of your essence. And like, that's it. It's not about contortion. And so that's what um, was confusing for me at first, because the version of me that I was and like how I had yielded like my power was very masculine. And then when I started reading some of the polarity books or the polarity teachings, it's like, my whole way of being in the world was wrong and like masculine and would drive away like masculine men. And then it's like, I, I felt like I was condemned to either call in men that were feminine because I was so masculine or like super strong masculine men, but like that felt like they had the upper hand and that they wanted to crush me. 
And it's like, that's not what I want. That's not how I want to feel inside a relationship. And it wasn't like, that's not the type of partnership that I wanted to create. And so I'm like, there is, has got to be a way where I can step into my power and still be in relationship with a man and him having him embody his power. And so like not me holding the power for the masculine for both of us or holding or me holding none of it and being like a damsel in distress. And so that's where it got confusing for me was when I started reading the polarity teachings, which made my way of operating wrong. And then saying that I was supposed to be a certain way, like what it meant to embody feminine energy. And then I tried it on for a while. And then I was like, this is just not me. Like this doesn't work. And I don't feel happier. And that's the thing. So about the feeling. So like the the masculine version of the success that I had created for myself felt like something was missing. Like I, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't nourishing. It wasn't like nothing. It, something felt off. And at the same time, when like trying to embody this like damsel um, pattern of like, I don't know and I don't make a decision and I'm just like living life and being in my emotions something wasn't right in that (laughs) it brings back to like uh, finding the balance and like what is mature feminine energy feminine power and like how that shows up inside a relationship and so that's where I was able to kind of unwind and understand all the pieces of what it means to embody feminine power, to value the feminine, to, and then, like, yeah. And then there's this image of uh, masculine versus feminine, which I don't know, I think it comes from Perry, but I'm not sure. So there's this idea of, like, the feminine being the flower and the soil inside a pot and the masculine being like the the pot the structure to hold the thing in place so like someone who and then again this these are energies or energetics inside someone so someone who has an overdeveloped feminine and like almost no masculine energy they're gonna be like a puddle of mud on the floor because like the pot doesn't hold anything and the water and the the flower like everything is moist and like kind of too watery and so it becomes a puddle of of mud and then if you have too much masculine or like this structure there's no such thing as too much but like an overdeveloped masculine inside yourself so it's like the yin and the yang it's just a question of like what is underdeveloped or overdeveloped and it's not a question of boy or girl or men or women it's just your way of being in the world and so like if you have an overdeveloped masculine well then you're gonna have a super um like grounded solid pot but then like the flower inside the soil might be cracked up and like dry and like the flower isn't really happy the flower is held but like something is missing and so balancing these energies inside myself then I was I was then able to balance it outside of me, inside my relationships. My relationships to other women and the feminine and like motherhood 
and all things feminine and also my relationship to the masculine because what I discovered in my journey was that I had a lot of unprocessed resentment towards men to a point where I couldn't see the men in my life as who they are it's like I was yeah something was in the way of me see truly seeing them for who they are and so there's has been a lot of stuff that have been, has been processed and a lot of there was grief and yeah just in realizing how biased so like the journey of me finding myself there was a lot of grief of how like I had denied what was feminine inside myself in order to operate in this world and I had like I had willingly cut off, it's like I had willingly cut off parts of me to be able to function and have the version of success that I thought was what was required to be successful in the world. I thought it was the only way to be. So I denied parts of myself in order to be the version of myself that I was. So there was grief in that of like having suppressed, denied, cut off parts of me of what was feminine. And then in reclaiming all the things feminine and feeling whole again, I was able to see men and like the masculine for who they truly are. And then there was grief around not seeing them for who they are, but just kind of putting them all in the same lump of like, oh, men are these ways. And so like I had this negative idea of women and the feminine of like, I don't want to be like that. And this kind of resentment of men of like, oh, men are, cannot be trusted, blah, blah, blah. So I had my own stories about men. And so I was somewhere in between and like not happy, not fulfilled, not like there was something missing. And so in trying to put the pieces of the puzzle back together and like reclaiming what was mine and embodying that feminine wholeness, that fullness, then I was able to see the men. And there was grief in that also. But all of this to say, so in balancing the masculine and feminine inside of me, that also allowed me to see clearly on the outside. And it's always super interesting, this concept of like looking inside yourself for stuff instead of outside. And it's always like, it's, it's really magical how everything is inside. It's not from the outside in, it's from the inside out. And once you understand it, it's like, there's nothing more to do or to understand or to strive or to look for on the outside. It's always inside you. And so just like combing through these concepts inside me allowed me to see the world to, through a different lens. And that also allowed better relationships, as I said, with women, but also with men and just being able to understand the way of functioning of the world and what is lacking. And then again, um, bringing it back to Perry, she used to say something like, I'm taking you to the feminine gym because like the feminine muscle is what is lacking or what needs reinforcement or what needs to be taught. And there is definitely a truth in that of just like 
understanding how to be uh, in this world and embodying that without uh, fearing that's, yeah, without being made wrong or bad, then again, it's like, I had this idea that all things feminine were wrong and bad and unacceptable and like not productive, not useful, annoying. And so like I discarded the feminine. And then luckily for me, I was strong at the masculine game, which is what, what was valued by society and by, by like family systems, schools, whatever. And so I got to play the game. But then that deepened my understanding about like a feeling of inadequacy for men and women who don't know how to play the game. It's like there's only one game with one set of rules. And if you're if you fail at that game, you feel like you're failing at life. And that's the thing that makes absolutely no sense to me is like. A woman who cannot contort herself to being like masculine has a feeling in her own eyes and in the eyes of society of being a failure. Same thing with a man who doesn't embody those masculine qualities of like whatever men have to be like. <laughs> um, and those who don't embody that have this nagging sense of like being failures. And like it's like it's it's like a game where twenty percent of the population wins, and then eighty percent feel like they lost the game, they lost at life, where life is so much more like there's so much more to life than just these things. And so, in the integration of all the parts of me, I was able to understand better how like all the frustration that women were feeling, which I really didn't understand because to me, like the they were never the things that women said were unfair had never applied to me until later when i understood and and mainly through becoming a mother and then trying to balancing balance things out um inside the relationship like yeah work life relationship family balance and then like i didn't understand i was like men and women are equal or have equal rights to do whatever they want and like it's not because you're given equal opportunity to do something that you are the same or that you have the same way of operating or that you have the same body and just like that's the whole thing with the body where I was like I reconnected with my menstrual cycle with all the rhythm the natural rhythms of the body and so there's something in cultivating the relationship to your body but really what it's all about is just not fighting yourself. And as I said previously, in raising my kids, I can observe I can observe them and see all the ways where we would have a tendency to disconnect a child from their own body instead of like guiding and accompanying them and like preserving them. And um yeah. That feels like what I wanted to say about just the archetypes and how it feels and why sometimes you may feel empty when your life looks like a successful life on the outside is that sometimes the cost of that success requires um, the suppression of certain parts of ourselves. And that's what's, what that's what doesn't feel right. So as soon as you have to cut off part of yourself 
in order to be successful, well, that missing part hurts, is hurting, and wants to be reclaimed. And it's only through reclaiming all of these pieces and becoming whole again that you can really radiate and embody and feel a sense of like wholeness, a bliss, happiness um, in this human experience. And I think that that's what it feels like. It feels like a game. It feels like a treasure hunt again. It feels like uh, like reclaiming all the pieces, holding them, and then be, being able. So it's like you come into this world, you lose pieces of yourself, and then the game is to go back and find them and put them the pieces back together and then help others find their missing pieces so that they can embody that wholeness and live fulfilling lives um as just creators of amazing things or in relationships or as parents as lovers and uh, yeah all of that so that feels complete for today and um i'll talk to you soon bye bye